This product contains strong language, intense violence, two dudes resisting the urge to make out with each other, and excessive discussions related to poop and wieners. The Tilted Casuals podcast is rated M for mature. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the first official episode zero of the Tilted Casuals podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Valente. And my name is Michael Bowling. And uh, we're uh, pretty okay friends, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so. What's your last name again? Uh, George. Yes, that's what, that's what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... Never actually yeah. heard your last name out loud. It's kind of it's like it's exactly how I had been saying it for the past like you know ten years or whatever. But it's just weird to hear it out loud. It, it sounds fake for some reason. It does. You know, it's uh, it's usually either the the improper pronunciation of Valenti, which uh, I think that's the Spanish way because it's a it's a last name for Italians and Spanish people apparently, which I didn't know. But makes sense, makes sense. There you go. Or uh, the good the Valentine, which I get a lot. Another one. Ah. Yeah. But at Welcome. least you got to hear it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, uh, you know, me and Mike, we're, we're pretty good friends. It's, uh, it's pretty weird that uh, this was actually the first time we've been sort of kind of quote-unquote face-to-face, even though we're yeah. not face-to-face. We've never actually met in real life. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, not gonna not... like we're not we're not gonna like locate ourselves, but we're essentially halfway across the country from each other. We're on Earth. Maybe. We are on Earth, yes, yes, potentially, yes. Which uh, actually brings us to one of the points that we were going to make, uh, just discussing uh, why we're here, how we became friends, what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. it's a uh, it's a long adventure. It's been uh, about a decade now. I believe that's crazy. Yeah, we were just talking about that the other day. I was thinking, has it? It's been almost ten years. Yeah, it's, it's been a been long right time. It's, it's a it's long just... time to know somebody without like ever seeing them face to face. Yeah, it's it's a it's a little weird, but you know we're sort of kind of adults, so I think we uh, we kind of we got used are to we, it pretty pretty we? quick. I don't know. Yeah, I I use the term very loosely. Very technically but in the in the eyes of the government we're we're adults but yeah our, ask our, our age and... says we are but yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the, everyone around us would strongly disagree yeah which is fine you know whatever is and, what uh, it is yeah we uh, we met through gaming yeah. so we figured what better way to celebrate great friends being great friends than to just sit down and talk more about video games Hell yeah. Yeah, plot twist, this is a video game podcast. <laughs> it is a video game podcast. Surprise, there it is. Sprung it on them. They, they had no idea. They had no idea what they were getting into. Absolutely not. Now, no. one thing we are not, um, I, I'd like to make a disclaimer here, we are not a review channel. We're not going to be uh, reviewing games in like the traditional sense. You know, we're not going to have a score system or whatever. We're obviously going to be talking about games that we love and why we love them, and maybe even games that we don't particularly like and why we don't like them, but it's all subjective, and we're not going to be assigning scores or whatever or saying, hey, you should go out and buy this new game because it's great. We're not going to do any of that shit. We're just talking about why we love games, how 
how they become such a central part in our lives, how they brought us together and some of our other friends together, and just kind of shooting the shit about games, man. That was beautiful. Thank you. Beautifully said. Brought a tear to my eye. It's 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 an honor to make you cry. Yes, Hopefully I'll be and able to do it in, in real true. life one of these days. You will. That first that first embrace will cry manly tears on each other's shoulders. Uh, or you'll cry manly tears on my uh, my tummy because that's that's where. Yeah, I'll I'll fill your belly button hole with <laughs> eye juice. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm not a I'm not a very tall man. It's funny because neither am I, but I'm I probably still got you by at least half a foot. Probably, I would say Probably, so. It's yeah. a fair, fair assumption. Yeah, that's one of the Most first things we're accurate. gonna do if we ever, if we ever meet each other like in real life. We're gonna like take one of those like back-to-back photos to show <laughs> just old, how just what prom the pose. Yeah, before we do anything <laughs> else, <laughs> it's what matters. Yeah, so we uh, we met ironically enough through a now I believe dead. It's probably dead that that group. I'm actually going to check right now while you're talking. I'm kind of yeah, curious. It was, uh, it was an old Facebook gaming page called Gaming is My DNA. And still around. It is still around. It is still. Yeah, I'm in it right now. I recognize the fucking 2012 font. Of the oh, logo. my God. That is insane. Jeez. Yeah, it, it was just this old meme kind of, you know, OG Facebook has pages kind of thing from, yeah, that had to have been 2012, somewhere around there. And uh, I am still following it. The last post was in January of 2017. Which honestly, that's pretty late. I figured it would have stopped way before that. So the it's on life support, I guess. Like, it exists. It's in hospice care. It's not doing anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But uh, yeah, so it was kind of during that weird time on Facebook where pages were like the hot new thing and being an admin on a page was like God status for a lot of people. I literally worshiped the ground that Joe walked on because he was admin of this page and I wanted to be admin so bad. I wanted him to like me so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so weird saying out loud, but it's, it's true. There was a lot of people that were like that. And like, I, like I, at the time I was like, hey, this is badass. Like I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Facebook admin, like <laughs> I'm untouchable on the internet, you know. And it, it's just, but you know, it's got know. twenty thousand followers. You know, it's a lot, but at the time, that page had like almost eighty thousand. I think, like, it was huge for a it really like a was and, and gaming page. Yeah, it wasn't great, but yeah, oh, and man. it did nothing but just I don't know. It just caused drama, but. Long story so short, I was an admin on it with a few other people. Eventually, Mike became an admin, and everybody was friends. And then the Facebook uh, admins, people, you know, the, the rulers of Facebook decided to make groups. And then we split in half, kind of, from the page. Great getting... schism. Yeah, it was like the page got less attention. The group got the most attention. Everybody who wanted to kind of build a community all hopped over to the group. Everybody started sending friend requests. Private group chats were made. You know, a lot of uh, back and forth memes and unsolicited nipple pictures were shared between the admins. How many and, nipples? Uh, <laughs> everybody became uh, 
very close. I used to send pictures of me taking a shit to people all the time <laughs> in, the, in the, the group chat. He's short great. enough to where he could get his whole body in the picture just as in like selfie mode. It was amazing. It was. Any any toilet, I was a full screen. The whole thing. Yep. All me. Just like crouched then, over a little bit, so obviously it wasn't like considered <laughs> pornography or anything like that, but you can still yeah. very much tell what he was doing. <laughs> you gotta do what everybody does when they're gonna take a shit in the toilet seat's a little too cold, where you, you, you put your, your boxers down just enough to where you're not gonna <laughs> shit in them. But it keeps your thighs warm. Yeah, it's, it's like it's that. Yeah, that's it's exactly very right. strategic. Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. And then, uh, and then, yeah, uh, ten years later, here we are making a a podcast together, like every yeah. other generic, almost thirty, past thirty year old male does. Right? Nothing else. With nothing else better to do. Yeah. The fuck else are we gonna do, man? <laughs> yeah, spend time with our wives. What? What the fuck Gross. is that? Gross. Ew, women. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, uh, speaking of poop, you know, I, I, I took one right before we started, <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm feeling good. Very energized. I took, like, it's uh, been a couple hours at this point. It was when I first got home from work, and I messaged you, and you were like, yeah, it's going to be a little bit. I thought, oh, okay, I'll just go take a shit real quick, and I figured it'd be on as soon as I get off. Fast forward, like, three hours later, I put in a couple hours to, to dying light, um, and... And, and or we're finally here, but hey, whatever works. And I was pooping the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's what I should have said, because I am known, ask anybody, especially my wife, I am known for my legendarily long shits. Like, not physically long, like they're just average size, but like the amount of time I spend on the toilet, because that's my me time, that's my me time, that's my jacking off time, you know, it's... yeah. Yeah, get it all. From Marvel Snap once. time, all of it. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. It's like a uh, like a like a Swiss Army knife of shitting. <laughs> it's multi-purpose. <laughs> 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 it adapts to whatever I need at the moment. Only yeah. constant is shit. That's amazing. It's pooping, absolutely. pooping brings the world together. We have to remind Did ourselves you... this is a video game podcast, not a poop podcast. Ah, well, there'll be a little bit of, of that probably just because tomato, I mean, you guys, you, yeah, you get you guys are dear listeners. You heard the intro. It's it's a rated M podcast. We're going to talk about all kinds of shit and maybe actually shit. Literally. Yes, Yeah, literally. All right. Last 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 poop topic. But <laughs> there is an app. I think it still exists because it was not that long ago where I heard about this. But it's like uh, think of like like Tinder. In a sense, but for oh, no. poop, where oh no, you can uh, you could like sync up with your friends, and you could see when each other are all like shitting in real time. Oh my god! And how long they've been shitting, and then you can <laughs> like like compare stats. <laughs> like <laughs> like a leaderboard. Yeah, like a, like a leader. Like who takes the longest shit? Oh my god. I'd I'd stop all you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I don't I don't take lengthy ones, but I take quite a lot throughout the day. It's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's oh, what man. you do in that brief amount of time that matters. Holy shit! Literally, oh wow, well. yeah. All right. Man. Anyway, why how many people here? do you think are still listening? <laughs> no, <None. laughs> they, they all logged <laughs> off a while ago. 
It's just us listening to it over and over again. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Video anyway, games, video games, video games, video games, no poop, video games. Uh, all right. So next topic, I feel like we, we kind of agreed. Uh, there's no better way into understanding another human being than to see what their taste in video games are. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, obviously. So I'm going to ask you the forsaken question of what at this at this point in time, because these change quite frequently amongst the community of gamers. What would you say is your top 10 video games of all time? All time. Jeez. Try to start from 10 and work your way up to the the climax. Climax. Okay. Bust your load and your number one at the end. I'm good at that, so... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, well... I think I've got it. So, are are you ready? Do you want to I'm ready for ready. All my 10, or do you want to do my 10, then your 10, then my 9, then your 9? Because I'm assuming you also have a list. Yes. All right, let's, uh... We'll do your 10 through 6, and then I'll... Ooh, okay. I'll inform everybody of mine, and then we'll do your... five through one and then my five through one. okay cool yeah all right and we'll do this uh we'll do it kind of brief because i imagine uh we'll talk about these in more detail in 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 the next several episodes because just by definition these are the 10 games that mean the most to us uh and we're gonna have the most to say about probably so we'll go into more detail about these um in the future but for now we'll just kind of list them off and maybe a brief sentence or two as to why uh we think that they're awesome uh so my number 10 this (laughs) Uh, you might not be a surprise because we were talking about this just the other day, but I went ahead and put ATV Off-Road Fury 3 for the PlayStation 2. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> My brothers and I spent so much time racing these ATVs on the same dirt tracks, uh, but I remember spending so much time customizing these ATVs with the different colors, different... Uh, I didn't know what half the shit was on these ATVs, like, for you know, torque and springs and stuff like that. But if it made the little stat bar go up, then I knew it was good. So yeah. what, <laughs> what makes was... me go gooder? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this <laughs> is also a game that my parents got into and my parents aren't, they are a little bit more now, but when we were growing up, they weren't very big in the games. Um, so this was like the one that they, they, they could like come in and watch us or even play with us to play. So um, I, ATV Afro Fury three, it's been forever since I've played it. I, I, have a ps2 still and i honestly should get it again but it's been forever but i still remember it to this day i remember how much fun it was so atv off-road fury is definitely at least number 10 if not higher on the list solid solid uh next up number nine also a playstation 2 game uh playstation 2 was the era where i really got into games uh so i consider that my quote-unquote first console um but it's red dead revolver uh, for you kids these days who recognize the Red Dead portion of it, but don't know what the last part of it is, they only know Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption is kind of like the spiritual successor to Red Dead Revolver. Um, it's not a sequel in any case, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to take place in the same universe just like years later. But Red Dead Revolver is like the original. It was like this and Gun that were like the two big Wild West oh, games yeah. on the PS2 at the time. Gun is an excellent game too. Honestly, I, could, I probably could have put that on my list too. But spoiler alert, it's not. But the oh. amount of time, <laughs> the Ruining amount of time, it. yeah, 
The same thing. My brothers and I put so many hours into Red Dead Revolver. It's insane. We went through the story mode so many times. It also had actually a really robust multiplayer mode. It's one of it's, it was almost like a Lego game where you could unlock like every conceivable character, even if they were just a side character that had nothing at all to the plot. You could unlock them to play in the multiplayer mode, and they had like different abilities. You could collect like poker cards during multiplayer for different power ups. It was actually a lot of fun. In fact, we played it so much that I got sick of it there for a little bit, and I would get mad whenever my younger brothers would suggest it. But even though I had felt that way at the time, looking back on it now, because it had such a huge I spent a huge chunk of my time on that game, um, and and it led to Red Dead Redemption, which is amazing. Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption Two are some of the best games ever made. Um, Red Dead Revolver is 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 number nine on my list. I can uh, I can agree with that. From the little bit that I've played, it is a very solid game. It is. It absolutely is. I, I watched someone on YouTube play it not too long ago, and it's a recent video, just from like the last couple of years. He decided to to try it again because it was on. You, you could download it on PlayStation Four, so it's not like a a lost game or anything. But it just brought back a lot of memories. Uh, number number eight is actually a recent game. Uh, number eight is Bulletstorm. Oh uh, man. What a yeah. fun game. It's so fun, man. I it's definitely not without its issues. Um it's the it's way too short and it's it's a little bit too linear. I normally don't mind linear games. Um but this one was just a little bit too linear. Um I wish it had more stuff to do. I, I it needs to get a sequel. That's why anytime when it when the full clip edition was released and when it came out on Switch, I went ahead and bought them just because I'm I'm holding out hope that someday they'll make enough money off of me to make a sequel <laughs> because it deserves a sequel. <laughs> but uh I I originally got it for Xbox 360. Um and I knew almost nothing about it going into it. I just happened to pick it up at GameStop. It was like on sale. So I decided to get it. And I like first-person shooters, so it absolutely blew me away. Uh, Steve Bloom is the main voice actor, and he's one of the best voice actors of all time. Uh, the gunplay is excellent. It's really creative with the skill kill system, the different ways you can kill bad guys. Uh, the story is decent. Um, nothing to write home about, but it certainly wasn't boring by any chance, especially uh, because of the interesting characters. But the number of times that I played through that story, probably dozens of times, I could almost quote <laughs> this game to you front to back, probably no problem. I had to put it on my list just because of that. It's it's an amazing game. It needs a sequel. Epic Games, people can fly. If you're if you listen to this, make a sequel to Bulletstorm. God damn it. Honestly, that that's the game that I always uh, I always think about you when I when I see it because in the past how much you've you've talked about loving that game and I, I love that you're game. actually the reason I gave it a go back. In oh, the, really? Yeah, I never played it until you uh, never stopped talking about it. I was like, ah, fuck oh, you. man, and it's amazing. <laughs> it is a good game. It's so much so fun. Good. It's so fun and it's so dirty like it. Do not play this game around your parents unless your parents are okay with every single bad word in the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> dirty. It's yeah, so good. For real. Uh, so Bulletstorm is my number eight. My number seven is another newer game, even newer than Bulletstorm, and it is God of War 2018. Uh, I love all of the God of War games, mainly because I was the kid who was really into Greek mythology back in the day, like when Percy Jackson came out and all that stuff. So oh, yeah. Greek mythology was like half of my entire personality. So I love the God of War games, but 
the got the 2018 game, which it's not a reboot, it's not really a sequel, it's kind of like a new direction. I don't really know what to call it, but the 2018 God of War holds a special place in my heart because of how it depicted the relationship between Kratos and Atreus. Um, I have an interesting relationship with my own dad. He's actually my stepfather, but he's been married to my mom since I was since I was a baby, so he is he's, he's just dad. But I have a soft spot for father-son relationships, and even though it starts off kind of rocky, they, they really grow together and grow close together throughout this game. So that really tugged at my heartstrings. Plus, the combat is excellent. Uh, the story is really fascinating. Uh, the fact that it's all, like, single camera, almost, was really, really fascinating to me. Uh, and it's something you don't really notice unless you, like, stop to think about, like, wait, we haven't, like, cut away at all. <laughs> it's been the secret single camera shot the entire time. It's just, it's it's a marvel of a game. It's phenomenal. And I I haven't gotten to play Ragnarok yet, the sequel, but I did watch Jacksepticeye play it on YouTube. It looks just as good, if not better. But because of all that stuff, God of War 2018 is definitely one of my favorite games of all time. That's fair. It is a, It was definitely a huge leap from all the uh the games before it It was in terms of the gameplay style the combat like all that but it worked really really well so well and i think that caught a lot of people by surprise because i remember when the first e3 trailer dropped everyone was like so i don't really know what the word is but the fact that it was like over the shoulder and not like you could move the camera around you can never do that in god of war that alone was like yeah that's true so they took a big risk but it paid off like multiple times so god of war 2018 is is a phenomenal game and it's it's my number seven okay so my number six well i'll i'll say my number six that'll be my first half of the list and then we'll go to you um number six we're, we're, we're throwing it back to the ps2 gate ps2 era um medal of honor frontline beautiful have you played this game i have Okay, good. Uh, it was my very first first-person shooter. Um, it's actually one that my dad had got. And like I said earlier, my parents weren't really into games very much. But every now and again, my dad would see something. And he's a big history buff, you know, World War II buff and stuff like that. So he thought it'd be interesting. Uh, but he couldn't get past the first level. He couldn't get past the storming of Normandy Beach on D-Day. So he let me and my brothers try it, and Trash. we got past it. <laughs> Scrub <laughs> it good. Um, and even though I'd never played a first-person shooter before, we got past it first try, no problem. And then we just kind of finished the game from there. <laughs> so yeah. it's one of those games that whenever I go back to it, I, it's it's still a good game to this day. And a lot of that has to do with with the soundtrack. Oh my god, if you have not played this game... If you've never heard the soundtrack, you owe it to yourselves. To you can find it on YouTube or on Spotify. It, 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 the album's on Spotify. God damn it! It's by I'm gonna butcher his name, but it's it's Michael Giacchino or Giacchino. I'm not sure how you say his name. I'll believe um, you either way. He's still making soundtracks to this day. He scores a lot of games. He's also he recently uh, directed his first uh, feature. He directed uh, Werewolf by Night, the Marvel Halloween special. Oh, well, that's pretty yeah. cool then. Yeah, really fun fact. So he does a lot of stuff, but that's, in my opinion, that's one of the greatest things he ever did. The Medal of Honor Frontline soundtrack. So good. If nothing else, go listen to that soundtrack. But for that reason, for the fact that it's my first first person shooter, um, Medal of Honor Frontline is my number six. I like it. Did you ever play uh, Airborne? Yeah, and in fact, I've got Airborne on my Xbox Series S because it's uh, it's on Game Pass. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's true. It is. That game is yeah. that. That's a cool game. I, I I like that. Uh, the leap they took in the different kind of uh, multiplayer. Where it's like just like a free kind of sandboxy. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It's really yeah. really cool. But uh, yeah, Frontline and Rising Sun was the other one we played uh, around the same time as Frontline. The one where it's uh, you're, it starts at Pearl Harbor and you're going against the Japanese instead of the Germans. That was yeah. a really cool game. Mechanically, that's the one I remember the most. Copy and paste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mechanically, it's exactly the same as Frontline, just with different settings and a few different guns, but it's still really cool. Yeah, those old Medal of Honor, Medal of Honor games and uh, like the first like three Call of Duty games were peak first-person PS2 shooters. Agreed, sure. 100%. Classic. They need to bring them back. They do, for sure. All right. I believe it is time for my number 10, then. Yes, sir. So... I did some thinking and some reorganizing, and uh, I believe I have a 10 through 6 list for you. Perfect. So, number 10, Mario Kart Double Dash. Nice, nice. It was a phenomenal change in the Mario Kart universe, I think. Uh, It was on GameCube, and they incorporated a cool co-op feature to the game so you could do like you know four people on one console two v2s and then you know the computers and all that but then when you did like the single player mode you could still do a co-op and then player two or player one would cycle back and forth between who wants to drive and who's going to sit on the back and control all the items and the weapons and they had all these cool unique mechanics for all of them depending if you were playing solo or multiplayer and I just remember just playing the living shit out of this game with uh, my stepbrother. And it was like, you know, sat down one night. We're like, let's just beat the shit out of this game. And we did. (laughs) And then we did. uh, We did all the CC difficulties. We did like the mirrored mode. We collected all the shit to find throughout the game. And it's just it's just an addicting game, especially if you're into just, you know, arcadey racing kind of games. Yeah. Double Dash is definitely peak Mario Kart. That's awesome. Not I never putting actually... down the rest, but yes. Right, right, right. I never actually played this one. Um, I Like I said, I was a PS2 kid. We never did do, have a GameCube, but my wife did when she was younger, and she has told me that she has played this game, and she says she agrees with you. It's phenomenal. So It's so good. Definitely, like, if you ever come across this game in a GameCube, you, you have to play it. It's so good. And Definitely the characters that they had were amazing. Like, you could play as P.D. Piranha. It was beautiful. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, number nine, I would have to say, I think, would be Spyro. The original Spyro on Ooh, PlayStation Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I play this game a lot. Um, and it's funny. Anytime we would have people over or just like my sister or like a babysitter, this would always be the game that I would play with them and then they would play it and we just kind of go back and forth. And uh, it was on PS1, so I was very young when this game was out. And uh, they have the remastered version now, obviously. And it's, that's, that's it's just as good. It's just, yeah, it's just it's just a prettier looking version of, the, of I think it's the mm-hmm. first three games. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of back and forth between this and Crash Bandicoot. But I think... Uh, Spyro, I definitely have more memories with just because how much I played it and then, you know, who I played it with. And uh, it just it stands out a lot. And the, the yeah. humor in it for a kid's game, it's it's good. 
it's quirky it's kind of stupid and like all the characters have just like weird goofy just dumb cartoony kind of names yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just uh I, I don't know it just has a lot of a lot of spunk you know this is a, a fucking game. dragon yeah you're a little how cool is that purple shithead dragon it's amazing yeah. with a with an attitude it's beautiful it's honestly insane that I didn't play this as a kid because when I was a kid, I loved dragons and shit. Like, wiz- I was big into fantasy, wizards, dragons. So I'm really surprised and I never got into Spyro. It, it blows my mind. But I did play the remastered version and it is, despite its simplicity, it's still a great game today. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it works out. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad it was one of the games that got chosen to get remastered along with the, the crash games and stuff. Cause it's, it's, it's one of those games I feel like everybody should at least try to see how games used to be and how, you know, simple and agree, fun yeah. worked so well. And we didn't need all this other, you know, fluffy filler bullshit with all our games and stuff going on. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So number eight, uh, I was kind of torn back and forth on which one gets the spot, but I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Halo Reach getting number eight, a first-person shooter. That's uh, it's the only one on my list. Oh, um, wow, okay. But Well, shooter to a, a literal sense, but hmm. I, I think Halo Reach is the one game out of the entire series that kind of... I would say a majority of people go back and forth between this one and Halo 3 as being mm. the top dog, like the best of the bunch. Yeah, that's what because, I hear. Yeah, you, you come from the original trilogy, Halo 1. It, it was a good game, good introductory to a series. Halo 2 just kind of built upon that and made like a really solid foundation for first-person shooters. And then Halo 3 comes along and kind of perfects the whole series and all the mechanics, the combat, the controls, like all that stuff. And then the campaign was super engaging, phenomenal. Uh, it, it, it kept you entertained. And then the ending was just like insane. And it's one of those endings where like, like, how the fuck do you come back from this? You know, like, where do you go from here? Like, it's it's so good. And then Reach gets announced. And everyone's like, oh, man, like another Halo game. Like, it looks cool. But like, I don't know. Halo 3 was so good. And then you find out it's a prequel. So you don't even have to give a shit about the story right now. Because, <laughs> you know, you're starting from the beginning. And it, it takes place on Reach, and then it was just like the campaign was it's super dark. Uh, all the characters I get introduced are amazing, you know, and then it had like uh, even more armor customization compared to Halo 3, which was at that time everyone was like, well, this, this is amazing. Like, you can customize your, your shoulder plates and shit. This is Halo. I'm used <laughs> to just changing my color, you know, and that's about it. But uh, yeah, it, it was like the, the story was even arguably better i might get shit for this but i'll say halo reach obviously because it's it's in my list and halo 3 is not even though halo <laughs> 3 is an amazing game reach i think just nailed it in every single sense of the way for a halo game first person shooters and just that whole thing especially with you know how, how generic i feel most first person shooters come out nowadays are if they even have a campaign which yeah <laughs> that's a big if you know what i mean like you have like battlefield coming out for full price release and it's only multiplayer with a battle pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's come a, on. Ooh, ooh. But yeah. Did, did you play reach? 
I did. Uh, not when it first came out. Um, I was never a Halo guy. I completely skipped the first three Halo games. Okay. We did. We we were mainly a PlayStation guy. We didn't get Xbox until the 360 a little later. So I was late to the Halo party. I think I got Reach. I don't know. It was like a couple of bucks on sale at a Hastings. And I decided to give it a try because I heard all kinds of shit about the Halo games and how they're supposed to be amazing. Um, I won't spend too much time on this because I'm going to get tons of shit, but I didn't like it. <laughs> but Ugh. I think that... I think it's because I didn't grow up with it like a lot of Halo fans did. I wasn't there from the beginning. I wasn't playing the. I wasn't part of like the the, the land parties with the multiplayer. Um, I didn't play multiplayer games growing up because we didn't have the internet for it. So I missed out on all that stuff. So Reach was like my first Halo game, and I I I respect it. I see why so many people like it because they grew up with it. I did not grow up with it. It seemed compared to what I have had played before, Reach seemed just the Halo games in general seem just really simplistic and watered down, which isn't which isn't bad, but it's not what I was expecting. So, but again, I respect it. I understand why it's so highly regarded. It's just not for me. Yeah, you gotta you gotta play it on legendary with all the skulls turned on, and then that watered down <laughs> simplicity goes right out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it, it just holds a special place in my heart, especially during high school. It was like sure, yeah. every single day after school, me and the boys SWAT ranked online plus any game that has couch co-op and online co-op instantly gets my heart i i definitely agree with you there especially since that's such a rarity these days yeah but uh yeah number eight halo reach okay number seven would go to uh pokemon soul silver Ooh, okay the pokemon games uh i grew up with they're one of the first games i ever played uh i i still remember um my Nana, she had an old, the old big brick black and white Game Boy, like the OG one. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I remember my Game Boy was broken at the time and she got me the original Pokemon Silver as a gift. And I had to play it on that thing with the little uh, <laughs> the contrast controlling scroll wheel on the side to kind of make it less shitty looking because there's no color oh, on any of these things. <laughs> and uh yeah, Pokemon Silver was just like it was just the coolest game because it was that that sequel that no one really expected because we were so young and you know we had Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, and then finding out later at the time where the the game was originally supposed to just end with Gold and Silver, and then you know I, I guess at the time when you're making this stuff, no one could really expect how colossal Pokemon would become. Because I, I think they made a few more of those games. Yeah, I would say they made at least one more game of Pokemon. At least one more, yeah. It got like one more sequel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, considering Soul Silver is my favorite and not the original Silver, which is, you know, a remake of my favorite at the time. Right. But, uh, but, you know, we had uh, Fire Red, Leaf Green. We're very close to taking this spot, but I think just because Gold and Silver, Heart Gold, Soul Silver are basically the original games, plus the new one at the time, because when you're done with um, the main game, you know, you go over to red and blue, like that whole region. So it's like oh, Kanto wow. to Johto. So you, you would get both. Imagine them doing yeah. something like that today. Yeah. Built into the game just right from launch. It, it would be like a, like a purchasable expansion, you know, like two years later. Oh. But yeah, you got, you get like the eight badges in the main game, take the boat over. Eight badges, eight badges in the next game, and it's you know you do the whole thing. It's it was amazing, and then uh, it was just a cleaned up version because it was on the DS as opposed to the the old Game Boy Color, and it was just <laughs> the same game and then some. 
And uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, still to this day, Pokemon, I I buy and play every single one that comes out, mm. even though uh, it's like a I hate, I hate <laughs> don't know why at this point where it's like I love Pokemon, but I hate this Pokemon, <laughs> but I still yeah. play it. I still buy it, so I can only blame myself, I guess. But. Yeah, Pokemon's another one of that one of those series that I got into really late. Pokemon Sword was my first Pokemon game. Um, oh wow, good game because. Yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty good. Um, and then I bought uh, Pokemon Violet, uh, like, day of release. It was my first, like, day one Pokemon game. And I was yeah. really, really excited for it. And for the most part, it, it, it met my expectations because it's a Pokemon game. I wasn't expecting a graphical masterpiece. I actually really enjoyed... No, I take that back. I bought Legends Arceus day one. Um, oh, okay. I really enjoyed that. Um, honestly, I think I... I think that's a better game than Pokemon Violet is. Um, so, but yeah. but Violet still met my expectations. I was still happy with it. I never finished it. That kind of tells you I I fell off of it uh, after I still put in a bunch of hours into it, but I just never finished it. But um, I still I I love Pokemon. I watched the show when I was younger. Um, I collect the cards now, so yeah, I'm right there with you. Pokemon's great. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. But yeah, yeah, I mean Scarlet and Violet, they were, it was okay. Uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. I think, you know, it's at the point where Game Freak needs to kind of step it up a notch mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of kind of <coughs> fix, fix their shit. Because <laughs> you have, like, uh, the new Zelda games coming out, taking up less storage space than Pokemon and looking ten times better and mm-hmm. running ten times better. And uh, I think the biggest disappointment I had with the Scarlet and Violet was just the... Uh, the online multiplayer, like the co-op feature that it had, oh yeah, was kind of pointless. It really did nothing. You had like a host running around doing stuff, and then there's no in-game communication or anything like that. It's kind of like, oh, where's the the party leader? Oh, he's over there. I'm gonna try to fly there, and then he's not actually there because the the server was late on showing you, and now he's <laughs> doing something else. And it was kind of just like doing the dungeons together, and then you couldn't actually do the campaign, which they advertised originally that you can do the campaign together but you can't do co-op story mode battles it's like i don't know like it's just weird when you're uh, playing with my friends and he's doing like a gym battle and it just shows like a little icon that he's in a battle and then me and my other friend are just standing there watching nothing <laughs> like it doesn't even show us the battle you know oh it doesn't even but, do that no you just you just see him standing there oh, idle shit, with man. like another idle npc and it's like oh okay i guess i'll just wait <laughs> And you have to wait for them to text you. Okay, battle's done. Let's go do this. Okay. Because <laughs> there's there's no in-game chat. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, number seven was Pokemon Silver. Okay, number six. Dark Souls. Yeah, there we go. There we there go. There it is. There, there it is. It I, knew is. It was, I knew it was coming. The whole reason we're such good friends. The uh, Honestly, yeah. The old Spoiler alert, Dark Souls is on my list, too. Yes, it's... It's hard not to put this game on there. Um, there is another FromSoft game on my list. I won't spoil it yet, but Dark Souls just... Ah, uh, man. I can't talk too much because it's gonna... It'll go on forever, but mm-hmm. Dark yeah, Souls, the whole careful. series... Yeah, the whole FromSoft series, I hold very, very near and dear to my heart. I have I have a bonfire tattoo on my forearm. I have the Hunter's Mark from Bloodborne on my hand. Uh, all these figures, I have I think three copies of Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, two copies of Dark Souls 3, 
I bought Bloodborne three times for some reason. I don't know. Elden Ring bought day one. Yeah, it's just man, it, just the whole series. Miyazaki man, that 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 dude knows what's going on. Of he really course, does. Obviously taking inspiration from Berserk, phenomenal mm-hmm. manga and, and anime ish. Uh, yeah, just the whole setting, the atmosphere, uh, the weird way of telling the story just by listening to NPCs and just picking shit up off the ground and just reading the item information. It's, it was so obscure to where at the Mm. time when you're first playing it, you're like, wow, this is fucking terrible. I hate this. (laughs) Yeah. But then you just, you don't stop like a masochist. It's just like, what are you doing to yourself? You know? (laughs) It's like buying a Pokemon game on day one. <laughs> yeah, literally buying a modern day Pokemon game on day one. You know you're going to hate it, but you fucking do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll, that, in the future, we'll get more into this. But yeah, Dark Souls mm-hmm. number six. For sure. Phenomenal. Okay, Phenomenal. so we got our top ten through sixes out of the way. and I will, First half. Yes, first half is done. I shall throw it over to you to get down to the nitty-gritty of your five through one. Okay, excellent picks, by the way. I like how we've been really different so far. So far, we haven't so far we haven't shared anything. So that that's that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, not yet, not yet. My number five. I think you're going to be really, really surprised because I haven't we we haven't talked about this. Um, my number five is Batman: Arkham City. Oh, yes. I just. They just recently announced, I'm going to date this, but they just recently announced that the Arkham Trilogy is coming to the Switch, which kind of blew my mind because I'm like, oh my gosh, those are actually pretty big games. At least the second yeah. two are. Yeah. Um, so, And I'm probably going to get them because that sounds fantastic, being able to play the Batman games while, while I'm taking a shit. Yeah, see? <laughs> it's the phenomenal. Dark Knight rises and falls into the toilet. I thought about putting just Arkham Asylum in because it's the first one. It's the first one I played, and in a way, it's the most pure form of this. But Arkham City, when it first came out, oh my gosh. It's it's perfection. It got, A, it got got a lot of good reviews. At the time, it got a really rare uh, 10 score from Game Informer. Um, And you can say what you want about reviews. We're not going to review, but to me... Uh, who at the time Game Informer was like the one source of gaming news I got. Um, yep. It getting a ten is like a huge deal. And yeah, I agree. Uh, I had asked for it for Christmas because I think it came out in like October, and I was like, I'm just gonna ask for it for Christmas. Um, but my uncle, uh, I forget why he did this. I think we did something for him, and he his his usual like payment for us is he'll buy us a new game because he knows that we like we love that shit. Um, so he bought us our Arkham City. Um, and it absolutely blew my mind. It open world. Um, I want one of the reasons I love the Arkham games so much is how they the, the the designs for all of Batman's villains. The Batman Row Gallery is one of the best collection of of villains ever conceived. And the way that the Arkham games, not just Arkham City, but Arkham Asylum and Arkham Knight, the way that they designed all the different characters. Riddler was my favorite. Um, I love how he went from just a disembodied voice with no... You never saw Riddler in Arkham Asylum to they actually gave him a design. And I remember, I, I read the Game Informer issue where they showed the first images of what Riddler was going to look like. And I was I was obsessed over it because of how they made him look like a bad boy. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Like the fingerless gloves and shit. Like, holy shit, Riddler's <laughs> a badass. Um, and, of course, the the Arkham games have some of the best combat in the entire 
world of video games. A lot of games have replicated it now, and some of them to to success, like the Mad Max video game actually replicated Batman combat pretty well. But the Arkham games did it first, and I remember doing the challenges where you try to get as high a combo as you can without breaking it, and you could easily get up into, like, the hundreds with this game. Oh, yeah. So, Very satisfying cracking the uh, the three-digit mark. Yeah. And last thing I'm going to say about Arkham City, because I don't want to go on too fast, is the, the Mr. Freeze boss fight is one of the best boss fights in modern video game history. I firmly believe that. It's such a good boss fight. It was in, It's intense. It is. It was good. I, I remember that getting me a few times playing that game. Yeah, it's it just a you have to find different strategies to to make his health go down because once you do one thing like once you bust through a wall he's gonna do something to where you can't bust through the walls anymore so you have to try something else it's just, it was really smart it made you think a little bit and it's it's and the way they characterized mr freeze his character model and his voice and everything was great yeah it was it was, it was really good asylum i think out of those is my favorite but i will recognize That's fair. that city is just the the better game I almost forgot it was still my list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my number four, fittingly enough, is Resident Evil 4. Oh, um, look at that. And we have a remake out now, and but I'm almost kind of... Obviously, Resident Evil 4, the remake, is the better game. It is the superior game. There's almost no reason to play the original Resident Evil 4 now that the remake is out. Very controversial, However, but I agree. <laughs> yes. That doesn't mean that, re- that the original isn't still a good game. Like, you can go back and play it and still have a great time. It's just, and honestly, you could probably, you could get it cheaper than you could Resident Evil Remake. So if you've never played the game before, I probably would recommend you start with the original and then go to the remake later. Um, just to see the differences. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But when I'm talking about Resident Evil 4, the two games are close enough to where I'm, I'm just going to talk about both of them. If there's anything specific to one of them that I like better, I'll mention it. But just for the sake of having it on my list, it's just Resident Evil 4. It's whichever one kind of we want to think about. Uh, it was my first Resident Evil game. Uh, we got it actually on the Wii <laughs> for Christmas oh, one year. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was our first Resident Evil experience ever. It was Resident the Evil 4 on the Definitive experience. Definitive experience, yes. <laughs> and it was terrifying to us because the, 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 the very first where you get to the village, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about, and the chainsaw guy comes after you. That was terrifying to like oh, you know, 10-year-old us or how old we were. That fucker. Yeah. Is is awful, but it's it's phenomenal. The at the time I had no clue how to play it, but when then when it came out on PS4, I got it for PS4 because it was like, oh my gosh, this game from my childhood. And I watched a lot of YouTube playthroughs of it. I've played through it myself. I don't know how many times. Get to where everyone knows. Anyone who's who knows anything about Resident Evil Four knows. Headshot to stun them, and then you like kick them to the ground and then knife them to death so that you save ammo. Uh, it's not so much the case in Resident Evil Remake. They made, well, it, it is a little bit. They changed a little bit of the knife stuff to where you don't have to do it as much, but in the remake, shoot them once in the head to where they stagger, hit A to kick them and make them go to the ground, and then stab them to death with your knife. One bullet makes a guy go down because you had to conserve your ammo. There's a lot of times, especially on the harder difficulties, where you can really easily run out of ammo. Yeah. So, also having uh, the uh, the parry mechanic is pretty uh yes the pretty, parry, uh, pretty convenient. It absolutely is. I'm so glad they added that. That was such a good. That, that's one of the things that the remake put in that the original didn't have. The original doesn't have a parry mechanic, and that was one of the improvements. I think that's an excellent mechanic to add. So it's busted. The, you get good at it. It absolutely is so strong. 
It's like a Dark Souls parry. It's insane. Yeah, literally. The story is kind of goofy, but one of the reasons I love Resident Evil is because it doesn't take itself too seriously with, with, the, with the stories. I know a lot of people kind of criticize Resident Evil for having goofy stories, but honestly, I think that's part of what, what, what gives it the charm that it has. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's got goofy, over-the-top villains like Salazar. What the, what the fuck, is, what the fuck <laughs> is on with, is up with that? But little Napoleon gremlin. Yeah, it's the weirdest shit ever, but it, for some reason, somehow it works in Resident Evil 4. So, I love all the other Resident Evil games I've played. Uh, 5 is fun with the co-op partner. Uh, I never played 6, but I heard 6 was garbage. But, um, You're not missing out. It's, seven, like, uh, it's like watching like a Steven Seagal movie ooh. with your eyes like it's stapled open. That sounds awful. awful. It is pretty terrible. Uh, seven was phenomenal because it brought back the actual horror aspect of it. Uh, Village is Village came close to being on my top ten list because I think it is one of the best. Aside from four, I think it's one of the best Resident Evil games ever made. Um, but a lot of that was because it echoed a lot of stuff that four had with the with the attaché case that you kind of had to organize and the merchant that you bought stuff from. So it echoed a lot of Resident Evil four, and that was part of the reason why uh, Village was so good in my in my eyes but i had to give it to four resident evil 4 is i've played it i don't know how many times and i can always go back and for another playthrough it's it's excellent good because it's meant to be played multiple times it absolutely is yeah get the <laughs> unlocks <clears throat> i still have to beat um remake on hardcore i haven't done that yet yeah same that's all i'm missing Anyway, Resident Evil 4 is my number four. My number three is, is Dark Souls. Dark Souls is my number three. There it is. Um, I won't spend a ton of time on this because you've already kind of encapsulated my feelings about it. But I will say that you actually are the reason that I got into Dark Souls because you were into it before I was. Um, the very first time I tried playing Dark Souls, it's like you said, I didn't get any of it. It was too hard. I didn't understand where I was going, so I dropped it. Fast forward a couple years later... And Bloodborne comes out, and I went ahead and gave Bloodborne a try, and I kind of got more into the rhythm of it. Then Dark Souls 3 came out, and I found it on sale. And Dark Souls 3, I would argue, was a little bit easier than, than the first one um, in some aspects yeah. of it. At least as far as like where to go. You, you, it's hard to get lost in Dark Souls 3. Um, Mechanically, it worked better, and it definitely made yeah. things a little simpler. Exactly. Yeah, so that's probably why I had years of time with it. But I loved that and Bloodborne, so I decided to give Dark Souls a go one more time, um, and something just clicked. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, something about I don't know what it is, but yeah, the the it's such a fascinating story. Um, I don't know how. It doesn't matter how many like lore explainer videos I watch. There's still going to be some things about this game that I have no idea what the fuck is going on. But that's part of the charm. A, a lot of what Miyazaki does is, yeah, there's a story there, and there are pieces for you to collect. But there are also enough, just enough holes for you to kind of fill in your own theories and kind of what what you think happened, or what yeah. you think happened with this character. And it's just phenomenal storytelling. Um, the mechanics, once you get the hang of them, it's it's hard to play any other game once you once you get the mechanics down. But yeah, it's it, everything that you said. I agree with. It's it's phenomenal. I I don't have any Dark Souls tattoos yet, but I'm gonna. I don't know what it'll be, but I know I'll get a Dark Soul tattoo at some point because. Yeah, it's it's just, it's a you just gotta game. like the, yeah, the, it's the in my top three. Is, so. It's so good. It 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 made its own genre. Like, it really Souls did like, exists. <laughs> ah, it's insane. Back in the 
stuff like Dark Souls just didn't exist, where the storytelling was super vague. Uh, the kind of con- I remember reading reading the manual because I when I bought the game originally, I was working the night shift at a radio station, so I went and bought the game and then went to work. Uh, at like midnight or whatever, and then so I didn't get to play it until like the next day. But while I was at work, I was reading the manual. And I think I watched PewDiePie play it or something like that because it was twenty fucking twelve and PewDiePie yeah. was, was the rage. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, you attack with R two or R or RT right trigger because it's Xbox. What the shit is this? Because yeah. before then, every other hack and slash game, X button was your attack button. X and yeah. Y, that was it. So. Just that alone was enough to like, oh, this is different. <laughs> so, but yeah, Dark Souls, it's some days I would maybe, I would probably put it at my number one spot, but I know, even if it's not at my number one, I know it's always in my top three. So, that's fair. Yeah. That makes me happy. Number two isn't going to be that hard to believe. It's Bloodborne. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, even though it's part of the same Soulsborne series. I really, really dig the setting and the story of Bloodborne just a little more than than Dark Souls. I love the Victorian England aspect of it. I love the. Do you th- is, is it a spoiler if we talk about the other shit at this point? It's almost a ten year old game. I, I don't. I think it's like. I don't think it matters. If they haven't played it, fuck them. Honestly, yeah. If you haven't played it at this point, what are you doing? Uh, and, and there's enough videos on YouTube. I th- you'll find out eventually anyway. But the game originally was advertised as like just like a monster hunting game. You know, like you know, werewolves and shit like that. Beasts you go out and hunt. Then you play the game, and about halfway through, some freaky cosmic alien shit goes on. It's and bizarre. It's so bizarre. It gets into like Cthulhu mythos, and it, none of this stuff was advertised. Absolutely zero of it. So that threw everyone, myself included, through a fucking loop. Because we just thought we were going to be hunting werewolves and shit. And that was cool enough, but then you start introducing these yeah. other story aspects. It, it's just another reason why Miyazaki is such a master storyteller. And honestly, he's so good at the industry, too, because he knew... I shouldn't advertise this. I should leave it for them to discover on their own. And that was... If they had advertised that from the beginning, I don't... It still would have been well-received, but I don't know if it would have gotten as much chat, as much buzz as it had. It would have been a time. lot of confusion. It absolutely would Probably have. Probably scare so, people off. <laughs> yeah. Holding that information back was the right move, and it's one of the many, many reasons why Bloodborne is one of the greatest games ever made. Period. Hard, hard facts. Yeah. This is another game... My, my top three rotates a lot. Some days Dark Souls is my very favorite... Some days Bloodborne is my very favorite. But typically, on any general day, more often than not, I'm going to say that my number one favorite game is Dead Space. Mm. What a this beautiful game. game. Yeah. It also recently got a remake, uh, but these are cl- close enough to where you could kind of talk about both of them. Obviously, Dead Sp- the remake is the superior version. There's almost no reason to go back and play the original now that the, now that the remake, aside from it being re- hella cheap. Um, and it's on yeah. Game Pass, so it's backwards compatible. But I mean, if you can play the remake, but the things that this game did, it came out not too long after Resident Evil 4 came out. And they originally were going to make it like a Resident Evil 4 clone, it's a third person shooter over the shoulder type thing. Um, but it did enough stuff different to where even nowadays, a lot of horror games that try to replicate it don't really have the same charm. The. 
this is a game that you have to play with headphones on, especially the remake, because the sound design, for those of you that don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't, but Dead Space, you're, it's played on a derelict spaceship called the USG Ishimura. It's a mining vessel. Um, and you're like one of the only people on this ship, aside from a couple of other humans that are somewhere else on it. So just the atmosphere, there's almost no music in this game. Um, aside from the occasional like plot reveal or end of chapter little jingle, but aside from that, there's almost no music. It's just all the eerie drone in the background. Yes, yeah, it's it's horrifying. It actually not many actual horror games scare me, but Dead Space I have to pace myself because if it's like just me in the house and I'm playing at like eleven o'clock at night, I have to like. Something happens, I have to like pause and take a break because it is truly horrifying. Even though I've played through it, I don't know how many times, so I know what to expect. It's still terrifying. Um, and the fact that the HUD is... I watched an interview with Glenn Schofield once who, who helped create the game, and he was just talking about how one of the first things we knew we wanted to do when we made this game was we didn't want there to be a HUD. We wanted the, the, the health and stuff like that to be displayed on the character, so they put the health bar on the back on his spine and that was so original i don't know any other game at the time that would have done something like that um just stuff like that it was so innovative it did it got horror exactly right the story is interesting um this is one of those stories that i like to actually like there's i would like to read the books and whatnot on to learn more about the history because this is a game where they have like a hundred year history uh, that gets into the lore of this game. It's really fascinating uh, what they were able to create with this game. But without going on too long, we'll talk about it more at a future date. But Dead Space, more often than not, is my number one favorite game of all time. It's a solid game, honestly. I think uh, it's not in my list, spoiler alert, but if, if there was a separate horror list, I think Dead Space would definitely be one or two. It's, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's such a good game. Yeah, I have uh, very, very fond memories with Dead Space. Between mm -hmm. just the, the necromorph designs, how varying they are, and then just the creativity with like the different deaths and stuff. Ah. It was insane seeing shit like that. Just like the typical, the one level, you know, when the, the, the ship panels are like exploding. And if you walk into the wrong one, you get like sucked out through a grate. And then you just, yeah. you're just little chunks of Isaac. Like, it's like Mortal it's Kombat beautiful. level. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, especially the with the remake, it's even worse. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's worse and better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. It Dead Space is is definitely beautiful. I, I do yeah. agree that the uh, making the HUD U was <laughs> very impactful. Such a good idea. It worked very well. Solid list, my friend. I uh, thank you, thank you, sir. I Pretty like, proud of it. Like all of those games, there it's it's beautiful. All right, now I guess it's time for my number five through one, and we'll start from number five, of course. And uh, I would have to say probably Silent Hill 2 would take my number five spot. Okay, okay. Um, it's, it was one of uh, my first experiences with horror in that sense. Um, at the time when I first played it, I wasn't really into horror movies i was younger it was a ps2 game uh it was very obscure put it lightly i guess um i hadn't played the first game at this point but i heard about it through uh my brother-in-law at the time he had it and i watched him play it and i was like holy shit like this is 
this is a weird game. And uh, <laughs> it was at the time, we know, I was I was a young guy. My mom wouldn't buy me M-rated games, so I had to either Aww. find them elsewhere, have friends and family let me borrow them without anybody knowing. So I borrowed Silent Hill 2, and I played it. It scared the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was not a good time, but it was. And I think just down the road, looking into the series and finding out, you know, like all the little tidbits that they did with it to make it work, like uh, the fog, just how thick and dense it was, was really just there to help make the game load and run better on the software by hiding oh, wow, like, really? all the stuff behind it. Yeah, they, they did it more with one and then also did it with two. And uh, that's actually kind of the reason for the re- the reduction of the fog on the HD collection, which it, it, it takes away from the aesthetic of it. But it's because obviously at the 360, the PS3 can run games better. And it was a PS2 game, so they didn't really need it as much. But it, it took away from it, which is one of the big reasons a lot of people don't like the HD collection as much as the original games. Plus, you know, hipsters and all that kind of shit. But I agree. The HD collection is not that good. But Silent Hill 2 just masking the game basically behind this eerie, weird, thick fog that's smoke coming from the earth beneath you, which is hiding everything that you can possibly hope to see to give you a chance to figure out where you are, where you're going, what's waiting for you. It just it just worked so well, especially starting off with just like a, a shitty melee weapon. It's like a plank and like a crowbar. And then your your first introduction to the, like the world of Silent Hill while you're playing this game is you you see like a, a blood trail and then there's just uh, this little path. You follow it and there's just a guy having his face eaten by some weird thing with only legs just sucking his <laughs> face out of a hoodie. And you're like, all right, that's, uh, cool. this is, is where we're at right now, I guess. <laughs> this is uh, happening. Yeah, and then I just kind of started this whole thing where just I, I fell in love with Japanese horror specifically once I really got into those games and then, you know, playing Silent Hill 2 and 3, 4, and then there was Downpour, Homecoming, which were whatever. But, you know, Silent Hill, you 1, wanna, 2, you 3, wanna, phenomenal games. want to know two. something that might make you angry? for it homecoming is the only silent hill game i've ever played okay i won't get mad because homecomings it's okay it gets a lot of flack it gets a lot of shit it was just a different way of exploring the game uh i think it kind of hits the mark on a few aspects that make silent hill silent hill but uh the fact they went more for generic-y third person action kind of game is what stripped it like there wasn't much um like i don't know it it just felt like there 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 wasn't too much of like uh an issue with not really knowing what you're doing or being bad at it like they they, they didn't make it hard enough i guess in those sense makes sense because i did finish that game (laughs) yeah like i don't know it's okay downpour i think is it's okay too but i don't know Something happened after four, which four I didn't really like myself, but I know a lot of people love the shit out of it. But Silent Hill 2, the one that they're remaking. Yeah. Okay, so I'll have to check it out. Yeah, which is interesting. They just they just skipped one for some reason. 
Well, I, Silent Hill 2 is the one that I hear the most from everybody. So I, yeah. I get the impression that Silent Hill 2 is the most beloved of the series. And is that it the is. one where they introduced Pyramid Head, or is Pyramid Head in the original two? Uh, it is. It's uh, His name was just uh, Red Pyramid. And I won't spoil what he is, but yeah, that's that's where Pyramid Head came from. And uh, okay. it was also in 3. Um, okay. Which I think Silent Hill 2 and 3, not to get too off topic, but they kind of have that the effect of Final Fantasy 7 and 8 in those communities where Final Fantasy 7 and Silent Hill 2 are the most beloved and the fan favorites. But most people will agree that the one that came right after it is the better of the game. Because uh, at least for me, I think Silent Hill 3 is a is a better made game. But two, just it just it has that something. It's like Dark Souls. The first Dark Souls, right, yeah. The what the you know the like three and whatever and stuff like a Bloodborne. They're they're better, but one just it just has something special to it, you know. Right. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Exactly. Know what you mean. Yeah. And definitely, whenever it comes out, yeah, I, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it, especially as a, a Dead Space fan. You will. You will like Silent Hill quite a lot. Cool. I will give it a shot. Which I I have a PlayStation too. I should probably I should really try to find it. Find the original too, if I can experience yeah. it as it was meant to be experienced they they could be kind of hard to find and if you do they're usually very expensive oh really well fuck that then yeah yeah like 80 to 100 dollars sometimes Christ. higher yeah no thanks I'll, I'll just i'll just pay 70 bucks for the remake <laughs> yeah just get the the shitty hd collection and play two and three because with that too they they just skipped one i don't know what it is one's not even a bad game it's just it's old Weird. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know anyway uh yeah, number five, Silent Hill two. Uh, number four, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Ooh, so nice. You you've played this game, I think, right? I played the. Is it a remake or the the PlayStation four one? If it's a remake or remake, I think it's just a remaster. I don't think it's a remake. It's um, a remake. they. Yeah, I think I, it is a remake. Actually, it is a remake. Blue point. Yeah, yeah. That's the, I never played it on PS2. I've I heard about it at PS2. I've seen the ads, but for some reason, I never got it. But I did play the remake on PlayStation, which, from what I can tell, didn't change a whole lot. It looked pretty one to one, just with like yeah. the graphics and stuff. But it blew me away. It was, you know what? There's it, it's your game. I'm gonna let you talk about it. But yes, no, I no, have yeah, played it. Yes, I agree with you that it is it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's all fine. I I don't mind people raving about Shadow of the Colossus. I feel like it's still very underappreciated for what it was because when you get down to the the root of it. It really wasn't that much. Yeah, like, no, I was about to yeah. say it's not a whole lot there. Yeah, it's just a a big map with a the 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 nitty gritty just right down to its story is just dying princess girl, up and coming knight ish hero who has a horse, and mm-hmm. you try to save her, but like. It's the same thing with the Dark Souls. Where Basically, the plot of Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just not in another castle. She's right in front of you, dying on a stone. But you know, tomato, tomato, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. So it has like the Dark Souls effect, where you kind of just you just play the game, and you're left to sort of explore the story on your own. And there's like a there's so much to it. I'm not gonna you know get too in depth, but spoil anything for people who want to play but there's just like so much to it that there's this whole community online and they just love this game so much where they they made all these forums of all these little secrets that were scattered amongst the game 
and there was this whole thing back then when it was still on PS2 where everyone was convinced that there was like this one last Easter egg that was meant to be explored from these like rune carvings that existed on these doors and it looked like they made a map and people tried to pinpoint where this map exactly was leading to and it went on for like years and all these people were just collaborating like back and forth going through like oh there's this and this or that and all these hidden files and stuff and there was no one ever was able to find anything so when the game got uh remade the developers were aware of this forum that existed for so long that they actually went out ahead of themselves and they completed the Easter egg and actually tucked it away. So when people got the game and played through it and started digging around, they saw all oh, like this still isn't, this is in the remake, all these weird like uh, little carvings that point to this map and they made a whole new Easter egg path to follow from that point where you find these little things scattered amongst like the whole earth. And when you found them all and it brought you to where everyone originally thought that this Easter egg was pointing to, it actually, it did something this time because the devs were aware of like how much like heart and soul wow. fans had in this game. So they're like, all right, you know what? Like we're, we're going to finish the Easter egg. Like here it is. I won't spoil what it is. It's, it's very simple and kind of basic but like for the people who love the community and the game so much they were like they were satisfied like okay all this effort all these years later it finally you know yeah, something like actually they, happened with this they game. listened to us yeah yeah they listened wow but yeah but you know the game itself it, it was just it was very interesting because there wasn't too much to the game like we were saying it was it's just boss fights mm-hmm. yeah it's a boss rush yeah, and they're just these huge mountainous creatures that had a, a climbing mechanic incorporated with them where you're, you use your stamina to scale these huge creatures and find their weak points, and you just stab the living shit out of them until they die. <laughs> and you just rinse and repeat it for over a dozen of them until you, you finish the game, and then there was like a secret ending, and then like the, the cinematic at the end was like heartbreaking, but then very peaceful and just wholesome and it just kind of tied this whole weird dark empty but filled world into this just this beautiful game and it's it's weird thinking like how well it worked at the time because it was it was something no one's ever done before and it worked and it sold well and it, it had this 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 huge fan base behind it and still just the fact that still to this day people still you know they play the shit out of this game with you know speed runs and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. It looks great. It plays great. It's a phenomenal game. If no one's ever played it, you really need to try Shadow of the Colossus. It's it's incredible. I, I agree with all that. It's a, it's an experience. It's something. It's one of those games yes. I think everybody should experience at least once. Yeah, I, I agree, a hundred percent. Definitely worth it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So good. Number pick. four, Shadow of the Colossus, and then uh, number three. I'm gonna say. It would probably be there's a there's a toss up between a few of them in the same the same universe. And I go back and forth between the same three all the time. But ultimately. After thinking about it. I would think it actually goes to Zelda um, Majora's Mask. Originally, I always put a link to the past as my number one for Zelda games. Um, just because it was it was my first experience with Zelda, and 
arguably it probably is the best Zelda game. It's just that very special, you know, top down old school Nintendo style game RPG, <laughs> but to like a colossal scale, which is like amazing at the time. Um, but Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, you know, where they were their first leap into like an actual 3D experience on the Nintendo 64. And I think Majora's Mask just it felt less run of the mill RPG compared to Ocarina of Time to me, at least. Because I don't know if you've played all the older Zelda games, but like I have not o- Ocarina of Time. Phenomenal game. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I think Majora's Mask, with the way that they incorporated Link getting all these special powers based off of literal masks that you put on, it just opened up this whole new kind of world to, you know, like powers and stuff like that, that you're incorporating into these already hard RPG games of the time. Because, you know, but Zelda games are infamous for the fucking water temples always being so hard for no reason. <laughs> and... It, I don't know. It just it just worked. And just to start off at the beginning of the game where you have which turns out to be uh Ganondorf, but there's a big fucking moon plummeting into Hyrule and there's like a time <laughs> limit of when like the world's going to end and it's it's just so weird. Like I don't I don't know if you've ever looked it up before, but if you have, just google yeah. Yeah, like Majora's Honor the Mask. final day. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a kind of fucking it's a terrifying moon. Yeah, like what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, but you know, um, I don't know. It, it, it's it goes on and back and forth for me between those three games, like I was saying. But I think just the overall experience and just like how weird the game was and. It's kind of fucked up too when you think about it because when you play it, you Link just like he just gets stuck with this mask and he's like, like what the fuck is this? <laughs> like I'm not me anymore. <laughs> I'm a little fucking wooden face thing shooting nuts out of my mouth. But like, I don't know. It it always just stuck with me and I, I just I just love Majora's Mask so much because it's kind of one of those things where everyone always talks about Ocarina of Time just constantly. And like I said, <laughs> there there's nothing wrong with it. But I feel like Majora's Mask gets a little a little underappreciated, and I don't know why. But gotcha. great game, yeah. great Zelda game. I was not playing. an I was not a Nintendo kid growing up. Like I said, PlayStation Two was like my first real. I I have memories of playing like my 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 birth dad uh, after he passed away. I think he had an, an NES, like an original Nintendo, and I have memories of playing like you know the original Mario on it and like the original Donkey Kong, but just barely. Uh, and I was like three or four, I don't know. But PlayStation Two is where I really started getting into games, and we didn't have another Nintendo console until the Wii. So I never played any of the older Zelda games. My first Zelda game was Breath of the Wild, if that tells you anything. But I love that game. Fine. It's great. Yeah, it's it's a great place to kick off. But I did go back and play some of the older ones, at least the ones I can get my hands on. Uh, I played Skyward Sword on Switch, which probably not a very uh, popular opinion, but I loved Skyward Sword. I thought it was phenomenal. It was a great game. Um, I did play Wind Waker HD because um, there was a very brief amount of time when I owned a Wii U for like a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I played Wind Waker HD. I didn't finish it because it didn't have the damn console long enough to finish it, but I thought that was really interesting. I love the art style. Um, and then I played 
Link's Awakening, uh, the the remake on Switch, the uh, one that's a little cutesy. The animation was phenomenal, and I love that game too. So I do consider myself a Zelda fan because I do think I played enough games to I understand what the Zelda games are all about, what to expect in them. So, but I never played Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask or any of those other ones. So I'm hoping that eventually maybe they'll get like remastered or remade so where to where I can play them like on the Switch or something. Did you um? Did you beat? Um, Link's Awakening. I got really close, but I don't think I ever did. Oh, okay, I got you. Played a lot Link, of Link's Awakening is essentially a link to the past. So if you've played that, you've kind of played Link to the Past. I've I've heard that. Yeah. Well, as long as you enjoyed it, that's all that matters. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I I, I, I actually have not played Link's Awakening yet, but I I do. It's really I good. Do want to? Yeah. I want to for sure. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, my number two, which we actually have the exact same number two. Ooh, look is, at us! Is God's gift to all of humanity? Oh, Bloodborne. Yes. Twinsies. Yes, I mean you, you. You covered a good chunk of it, but yeah, just the you aesthetic can't gush of enough Bloodborne. About this game. You you really can't because it's it's kind of the it's that one game where. It's kind of a it's a dead meme, but the people who don't like it, they suck at it. And um, people who <laughs> love it don't suck at it and appreciate it. The fact that you like you said, you incorporate this weird, dark, gothic fantasy of beasts and just weird people into which turned out to be this obscure. Mystical Lovecraftian just horror world. It's it's just insane. And. The, like the world design, the armor, the wep the the switch weapons, like oh, such a good idea. Like I don't I don't know like how how people think of that kind of stuff is it's it's wild. Like you start off like you know that the first weapon is just a you can get a cane, and then it turns into like a whip from Soul Caliber. <laughs> like yeah, not a very good weapon, but so cool to use. <laughs> yeah, it's it's beautiful. And then I, they had like the insight mechanic where. The more insight you have, the more weird shit you can see in the game. And like enemy play styles change. If you have like over a certain amount of insight, they'll do like more attacks and like different mechanics and all this shit. And it just gets more and more fucked up somehow, like throughout the story. And they managed to keep it just a 10 out of 10 the entire way through. Yeah, I I don't I don't think there's a single problem I have with this game. Like, if I did, it would be petty shit. Stuff that doesn't even really matter. Yeah. So yeah. It, it really is as, as cl- about as close to a masterpiece as you can get. I, I think the only thing... I don't, I don't ever want a remake. I don't want, like, a remaster or, like, a reboot. Mm-hmm. I just want uh, a proper... Just, a, just an upscaled port for, mm-hmm. like, PS5 that lets yeah. you play over... 30 frames because the only issue is like the f- the frame rate can get a little shitty mm. but aside from that i think just like a nice clean 60 frames yeah. version of the game would just it would make it just absolutely Maybe release like another dlc to package with it and boom you've got you've got it's already worth the 70 dollar price tag as it is at that a ps5 version would would would, would cost but yes. you throw it in like another even if it's a shorter dlc just something extra you're golden. You're going to make so much money. 
Because yeah, I, I would buy a PlayStation 5 for that. I don't have a PS5, but I would buy a PS5 for a, a like a Bloodborne 4K remaster or whatever. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's like the same thing with everybody begging for just like a PC port, where if they did it, you would get a ton of money. I don't know why they're not doing it still. I mean, they remastered uh, or remade, I guess, uh, Demon Souls. <laughs> And that that turned out pretty well, I would say. It looks beautiful. Uh, I know, yeah. you know there's a good chunk of people who hate it, but I don't know. It's just Demon Souls, but plays and looks better, in my opinion, <laughs> at least. But which, ironically, was my first experience with all of the Dark Souls and Soulsborne games back in the day. Oh yeah, and I remember I bought it because the cover looked cool. It was just like a a knight with a weird wispy blue background, and the name mm-hmm. sound cool. Yeah, cool cover. Like, hey, I'll, I'll try it, and then I played it for. 25 minutes and i'm like what the fuck is happening <laughs> what am i doing <laughs> it just death left and right and i was like all right i'm going back to gamestop I'm trading this in and i did <laughs> got rid of it and then like a month or so later at the I, it was already out for a while but like i think it was like a month or so later i saw dark souls on the shelf i was like oh, i wonder if this is related and i tried it same shit i'm like what the fuck's going on i'm dying all <laughs> over the place but i kept playing that one and then yeah. that's that's what birthed this obsession that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. But yeah, uh, yeah, we'll 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 dive deeper into these at another point. Uh, yeah, oh, it's absolutely safe to say we'll do. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot more about. It. We don't want this to be just a Souls Soulsborne podcast, but it's pretty safe to say that these games are a big reason, have a lot to do with with us as people today. So we will definitely be talking more about these games. Yes, I, I agree. It's hard. It's hard not to. Um, and then. My number one, my absolute favorite game of all time that will never, ever, ever, ever be topped. I think it is a masterpiece. It is perfection. I will argue till the death with anyone who ever disagrees with me that this game is not better than fucking Skyrim is Elder Scrolls (laughs) IV Oblivion. I know a lot of people also think that Morrowind is better, which to an extent I can agree. Uh, But Oblivion, man, was it, it was... It wasn't actually my first experience into the Elder Scrolls. I did play Morrowind first, <clears throat> and I liked it. It was just very hard when you have a an RPG uh, first-person action game where you actually need to keep swinging your weapon over and over and over again to get points in that skill in order to be able to actually hit what the fuck you're swinging at. <clears throat> and it didn't last too long with me because I got tired of, you know, sitting there fighting guards and shit without knowing what I was doing. And I, my... my one-handed skill is not high enough to actually hit the person in front of me but oblivion came along and i bought it same thing as dark souls and demon souls i was like oh that cover is kind of cool it was just this weird deteriorated map with this cool little etched like rune logo kind of thing on it and the the back was sick there's a fucking knight on the back with like fire behind him and all these like goblins and shit i'm like whoa like you know what is this I would say it's probably one of the most recognizable game covers ever. If you put yeah. that on like a wall of games, people are going to point out, oh, that's Oblivion. I know what that is. Yeah, it's like that. And then uh, like you, you have like the, the Skyrim cover. Like everyone, everyone knows those games just from hmm. the case because they do that thing where they make a cool emblem and everyone's like, oh, that's that. Skyrim yeah. has the cool dragon. Oblivion has the what turned out to be the Oblivion Gate logo on the map. And uh, yeah, they stand out. It's smart but- advertising, honestly. Yeah, it's it's genius. But like just the the region of Cyrodiil, just everything about it is just beautiful. I think there's there's 
many reasons that I think this game is better than Skyrim, and I wish people would just agree with me. I don't know why they don't, <laughs> but they don't. But you have just there's like three voice actors in the whole game. They voice everybody. one of them is Patrick fucking Stewart. It is Patrick Stewart. He voices the fucking emperor. Like, what more do you need in the game? Patrick Stewart voices the emperor. You have a beautiful game. It's colorful. It's vibrant. Like everything feels alive, even with the lack of voice actors. Uh, the experience feels different every time you play it. The Dark Brotherhood quest line is infinitely better than Skyrim's Dark Brotherhood quest line. Uh, <laughs> even Shadow Mirror, the horse, is better than the one in Skyrim. But you know, there's there was full blown spell crafting in the game. You know, you would get the soul stones and the higher the level, the more powerful of a spell you can make. You put it into the little crafting thing. You can take bits and pieces of different spells to make like a super spell. If you play Ooh. on PC, you can mod it to have infinite mana so you can break your computer by casting a <laughs> paralyzed spell that expands 400 miles and you just break all of the Imperial <laughs> City in one cast and you can never load your file again. Like, come on. No, nothing's better than that. It's it's amazing. The, what else do you want? What else gaming? do you want? The faces, everybody's so ugly, but the game is just <laughs> it's just so beautiful. Everything about it is just so good. And do ever, do Sean ever... Bean's in it too. Is he really? What the fuck? Does he die? Yeah. Uh I won't spoil it. He's a very important character in the game. Oh, okay, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. But, 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 yeah, he he's also in it. Uh, there's actually, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's actually. The fuck? That's such a stacked cast. Yeah, I was gonna say the cast is like, it's insane. How there's like a lot of people for Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim's <laughs> shit. That's why <laughs> overrated. I mean, Skyrim's it's okay, but it it needs mods. That's the issue. I am, I Oblivion enjoy Skyrim. Not enjoy skyrim a lot but yeah i do acknowledge it's not the best experience but it was yeah. my first elder scrolls game so it does hold a special place in my heart but it's obviously not good enough to be on my top 10 list but yeah i mean it, it, mechanically and stuff like that the combat was a little smoother than oblivion yada 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 whatever good for you skyrim oblivion's better <laughs> case in point that's I respect all I it i respect say. it yeah yeah so that's uh that's our top 10 i mean we've uh We've been going at this for a while. Uh, yeah, I, think I a like how longer I said, than we anticipated. <laughs> yeah, we're, I, I like how I said we'll we'll, we'll 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 say the game. We'll say like one or two sentences why we like it a lot, and then like an hour and a half later, we're finally done with this list. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, future episodes will definitely be shorter. I think it's 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 kind of hard to get out what you want to get out, and also kind of <laughs> try to set a time limit to it. I mean, it's a podcast; people can skip around if they want, but like, oh, yeah. It, it it it's just something we're all we're very passionate about and like oh, yeah, uh, you know once you get going it's hard to stop with that and which i i think you know pat ourselves on the back we did a good job resisting the urge to just speak infinitely about the souls yes. games <laughs> honestly well, yeah, a lot of restraint and strength <laughs> yeah, yeah. We a, we're gonna do a whole episode just on Soulsborne stuff maybe even multiple who knows but it's because we could go on and on and on about these games yeah a hundred percent and um, be proud I, of us. I think uh, it'll lead us into what I want to say for our first official episode. Um, I think we kind of came to an agreement where we will base the episodes for now until we're done with it. 
off of our our top tens, um, give us a chance to kind of actually get into all the stuff we'd want to talk about with the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so our first episode, when it comes out, uh, we will start with you, beautiful. You're number ten. Will be our Aww. first official episode. A whole episode about ATV Offroad Fury Three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what that looks like. Probably we'll uh, probably talk about poop a little bit more too. There will be other things to, to guide us on our path. Yeah, but yeah I think uh, we're not. It's, it's a safe way a, to go about it. Not reading from a script, so who knows what'll happen? But exactly, that's why yeah. it's hard to you know plan these things out ahead of time. We kind of just get the ball rolling and go with it. Um, but I think I think uh, the people who who love video games just as much as we as as we do, they're gonna look at this like hour plus long episode and like breathe a sigh of relief. Ah, I'm with my people now. They'll understand. They'll they will get understand. It. Yes, they won't give a shit that this is. If you're coming in here and like, what the fuck? Hours. Why are these losers talking about video games for an hour and a half? Then you don't need. Then you why? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, we don't need you, peasants. But um. Okay, so I just had one final thing I kind of wanted to ask before we end this. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple, but you know we're <laughs> we've been talking a lot, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. I like it. Uh, do you remember what Muffin Man first? Yes. Do you remember <laughs> the Muffin Man and what your first video game you played together with him was? Or at so least your I have... oldest memory with a video game. I okay, so I'm gonna. I have like two different answers with this because my actual answer to your question, my oldest memory with the video game, it's probably playing on one of those old ass consoles, the NES. I know we had a Sega Genesis at some point. Um, I played a Mario game. I don't know which one it was. I played a Mortal Kombat game. I don't know which one it was. I played a Donkey Kong game. I don't know which one it was. It was one of we had a Sonic game. I think it was just the original Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't remember which one was first, but that's as far back as my memory goes. Probably the Nintendo console. I would probably say the Mario game on on Nintendo. I don't know which one it was. It may have been the first Super Mario Brothers. I'm not for sure, but that's as far back as my memory goes. Um, my the answer I prefer to give. Uh, because it's more definitive, is the very first game that we played on the PS2, um, which, again, is where my illustrious gaming career started, where I first started to realize what video games were and the capabilities of them. We got two at the same time. I don't remember which one we played first, but it was the original ATV Off-Road Fury. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which three is. is the better game, so it edged out, but that was one of the first games I ever played. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the one that's based off of like the old WB Kids cartoon. Ah, beautiful. Like the little the the I forget what they were called, the nanobots that look like little velociraptors. Oh the, I forget what those were called. Technodrones? Some shit like that? It was something oh, along I'm, those lines. I'm legit looking it up. Because I'm going to mull all of Mousers. Mousers. Nothing like what we, what we fucking no, said. No, we, we, our, our names are cooler. But, you know, they, they were, yeah. But yeah, the, that game, honestly, it was probably that one. Because I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. And I would have jumped at the chance to play a game with them. So that was probably my, my first. Hell yeah. I, but, yeah. Uh, great games. Oh, man. Um, okay, so... 
I guess I can also split it into two, which I guess doesn't really make sense because I do remember the actual first game I ever played, but I also have uh, one of the first games I have like the most memories with from <laughs> starting to play video games. The first game I ever played was uh, Bubsy 2 on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. So for for people that don't know what that is, he's just like, it's like a cat-mouse hybrid thing. And his name's Bubsy, and it was just like a like a Sonic Mario spin-off kind of game. And I don't know. It it was just it's fine. It's a game. It's definitely <laughs> one of the video games of all time. And Absolutely. looking it up, honestly, I was surprised, but like it has really good reviews. And I was like, all right, <laughs> you know what? Well, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> Great game, I guess. I'm pretty sure there's a couple. I'm pretty sure a couple of those games may have got ported to Switch because I feel like I've seen that in the eShop before. There, there is a new one. It's like a a revived Bubsy game that came out like a year or two ago or something. But oh it's, shit! Yeah, I I didn't bother because wow, uh, fuck Bubsy. I don't know. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> what the fuck are you, Bubsy? Yeah, but uh, one of the oldest games I have like the most memories with was uh. Rugrats Search for Reptar on PlayStation 1. Wow. Uh, I, I I played the living shit out of that game as a kid. And uh, I remember, I don't know if you've played it, but there was, a, there was the one level where the power goes out in your house and you have to walk around with a flashlight trying to get the power back on. And there's these little shitty 2D flat, like old Doom style ghosts that would follow you around. You know, like the ones when, like, no matter what angle you're looking at them from, they're always facing you. And uh, it just scared me. It was creepy. You had to like flick the flashlight, and they would go like, Ooh. <laughs> but <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, great, great, great games. Speaking of PlayStation One, I did have we did have a PS One at one point, but I barely remember any of the games we played for it, but. One of the ones I had the most memories of, and I'm looking it up right now to make sure I got the name of it wrong. I'm pretty sure name of it right. I'm pretty sure it's this one. SpongeBob SquarePants Super Sponge. Do you know what that game is? <laughs> That's uh it sounds very familiar. It's it's a it's a side scroller, so it's not a 3D game. Um Yep, yep, that's what it is. Oh my god. Oh just looking at uh, the Game Boy version. <laughs> oh nice. Yeah, just looking yeah. at the images is like this one could honestly be I know it it very it very well may be one of the first games I ever played. It's at least like one of because God damn, that's a hard game too. Man. Sound Anyone listening needs music. to look can, this up. These, yeah, for real. <laughs> these screenshots are something. <laughs> I can still hear the, the the theme song and the the sound effects. Like whenever you're, whenever SpongeBob is walking, the squeak of his boots—it's so like rapid fire. It is like permanently burned <laughs> into my brain. Like twenty years later, I can still hear it. Oh man, unfortunate, or maybe a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't mind it actually. Depends how you take it. I guess <laughs> it's, there's something satisfying about it. You should you should you should listen. You should like watch a YouTube. A video of it once, and you'll know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, watch, I'll have to watch it to rekindle my memory, but I, I do recognize that that game cover for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty fun, pretty fun. Uh, two hours now. It looks was like. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I had a blast. Thank you yeah, all for too. joining us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, if you're still here, we appreciate you. You're amazing and beautiful. We, we, the we coolest you. people on the planet. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know when we're gonna get the next episode out, but I think w- would you agree? Like uh, weekly releases, probably. Yeah, at, at least I. Yeah, I would say so. Depends on our mood, but definitely we're definitely gonna be doing weeklies. Maybe less depending on, you know, how the other episodes turn out. But ideally, I think we should shoot for weeklies would be good. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So this we'll was, have some uh, type of social media, you know, so that we can let you know if, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get something going so we can be yeah. professionals. By the time this comes out, I'm sure we probably will. Yeah, for sure. Professionally unprofessional professionals. Phenomenal episode zero. Uh. This was uh, the, the Tilted Casuals. We're, uh, we're not feeling very tilted right now. I'm actually uh, in a pretty good mood. Uh, hey, video games, man. That's what, it, that's what it does to us. Video games and my large cup of Mountain Dew Baja Blast right next to I it. almost thought you were going to say video games and my large cock. Also that. <laughs> also does that. wonders, man. It is, it is helping. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for uh, listening. Um, I'm assuming we'll have some type of social media when this comes out. So let us know what your favorite games are. If you have like a top 10 list or if you agree or disagree with some games on our list, let us know. We'd love to have conversations about it because obviously, judging by the, the clock, we like talking about this shit. So We definitely do. And if you disagree, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Try to tell me that Dead Space is not one of the greatest games of all time. I won't believe you, but hey, yeah, I'll do have it. fun talking we to you. Dare about you? It. <laughs> we dare you, punk ass bitch. Oh, all right, everybody. Fuck. Yeah, we love. We love you. We actually, we we, we do. Ish. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you next week. Definitely. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.